0: Hello again, everyone. Some more big moves to talk about in French football. And this time, it's the champions. Paris Saint-Germain have gone Iberian with the Spanish international duo Pablo Sarabia and Ander Herrera moving to the Parc des France. My name's Ian Holyman, and who better to uh, talk about these moves than our Spanish specialist in the pod panel itself, Andy Scott. Andy, buenos dias. Buenas tardes. Oh, you've already he's already showing off, isn't he? He's already showing off. He's saying uh, he's saying buenas tardes because it's the afternoon when we record uh, this mini pod and Andy is in Lyon actually ahead yeah. of the women's world cup final this afternoon between the Netherlands and uh, the USA. Overwhelming favorites of course the USA but we'll not ask Andy about that. We'll head back up to the capital where Pablo Sarabia was announced earlier this week as uh, one of Paris Saint-Germain's first major summer signings. Andy, what kind of player are they getting in Sarabia who has done so well at Sevilla over the last uh, three or four seasons?
1: Yeah, he's been fantastic for Sevilla. Um, I have to say my my personal interest in Pablo Sarabia actually dates back nearly a decade because he was a a Real Madrid youth product um, at a time when I was actually working for the uh, Real Madrid um, English-language TV station at the start of this decade. And Sarabia was a regular in their second team, alongside the likes of Álvaro Morata and other players. And he provided the ammunition from out wide. And uh, it was unfortunate, really, never to get the chance in their first team. But in the last few years, he's done a a fantastic job at Sevilla, uh, via a spell with Getafe, a a more sort of of middle-of-the-range La Liga club. And uh, yeah, I mean, part of a really exciting Sevilla team in the last couple of seasons. I think the thing that he brings more than anything is versatility across the front line. I mean, he can actually play uh, as a fullback if need be, but really he's an attacking midfielder, uh, ideally probably on the right-hand side, but I think he can play anywhere across that line. I think if you're looking at, at the reasons for PSG signing him, obviously financial fair play is is always there when we talk about psg at the moment and he's relatively cheap um and i think in, on the the other side of the coin is the fact that they they did need to strengthen because i think musa diaby a player who thomas Tokel liked and, and used a lot last season in the psg squad was obviously allowed to leave for by leverkusen so they've i mean i'm not saying it's like for like but diaby came on and and did very well in that in that wide attacking role when need when need be at times for Thomas Tuchel and I think Sarabia can provide that as well.
0: Relatively cheap that's a description that could also be applied to to my good self but uh, Sarabia well he is he's certainly talented got a great left foot on him but when you've got the likes of Julian Draxler in the side and Angel Di Maria where does Thomas Tuchel try and squeeze him in I mean doesn't he risk not playing all that often
1: Yeah I think that's the that's the problem but you know when you're a club like PSG when you've got big ambitions you need a deep squad. Um, Obviously the future of Draxler has been up in the air for some time and will he stay? Won't he stay? They need plenty of options in that area of the field. And I think Sarabia just gives them something else. And I think uh, the hope is that he'll be prove himself good enough to, to feature relatively often. But I I I would imagine that Sarabia will, will be perhaps initially seen as a player a little bit like Diaby uh, to kind of give the likes of Di Maria a rest uh, when the time comes and, Maybe we won't see him quite as often in the big Champions League games, but I think there's no question that he is a proven quality player who is quite capable of stepping in to these big games if needed, whereas maybe somebody like Diaby, you might have said, he's, he's a bit young and inexperienced, and is it really appropriate to throw him into the big games if, if required? But yeah, it adds to the strength and depth, and uh, it's that strength in depth and quality that PSG obviously hope will help take them finally that bit further in Europe and, and allow them to maintain their... Uh, Domination of the, of the domestic football landscape here in France.
0: Yeah, Sarabia 27, plenty of European experience with uh, Sevilla, of course, uh, largely in the uh, Europa League. But uh, at nearly 30, Ander Herrera adds even more experience to the middle of the park, which was something that, that uh, Paris Saint Germain were really badly lacking last season. Do you think this uh, looks a, a very good signing, Andy?
1: I think it's quite a curious signing. I mean, it's been one that's been in the pipeline for a very long time. Um, Obviously, again, it's it's an interesting signing for PSG because he was available without a transfer fee because his time at Manchester United had come up. He signed a long-term deal. Um, We know that their midfield woes were the big uh, reason, really, in many ways, for their disappointing second half of the season, along, of course, with the injuries to certain key front players. But they lacked that strength and depth in midfield. They tried to sign Leandro Paredes, or they did sign Leandro Paredes in January for a lot of money from Zenit St. Petersburg. And... That didn't really work out, although I think any player who comes in the January window, it tends to be a difficult time to move. Um, so they needed to to bring in players there. Obviously, they've lost Adrian Rabio now after he was uh, exiled for the second half of last season over his refusal to sign a new contract. And you know, I think you touched on it off air to me before that they've not really replaced Tiago Mota. That's true. I mean, in a way, Ander Herrera really is the kind of midfield player they've not had since Blesma Tweedy left a couple of years ago now. He does bring that aggressive nature he is more of a box-to-box player he's good in the tackle strong in the tackle and at the same time he can get forward and offer something in the final third so he does give them that something extra again he adds to the strength in depth and you would hope that having him in the midfield will perhaps allow the likes of Marco Venati to really express themselves uh, in the way that Verratti used to do when Motta was alongside him he had that extra reassurance from Motta's presence And Herrera can provide that as well. I'm not sure what it means for the future of somebody like Paredes. But again, looking at it purely as a signing without a transfer fee, I think it's quite a promising move.
0: Yeah, great experience at the top level. He actually was part of that uh, United side that knocked out uh, PSG with a, a little bit of help from Thomas Tuchel's side as well in the Champions League last season. That sort of top level experience after five years at United is Certainly something that's, uh, that's been lacking in that PSG squad with the likes of Danny Alves and, and Gianluigi Buffon leaving this summer. I think that uh, it looks to me that they've replaced that uh, particular commodity, which is so valuable in football, with somebody uh, who has a lot of it in the shape of Herrera.
1: Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he just, he just gives them so much. I mean, I think he was uh, a real favourite at Old Trafford in his time there and, uh, you know... <laughs> What Manchester United are losing by letting him go, really. I mean, I think uh, it's leadership that PSG needs, it's uh, a new project that they're trying to begin. Um, obviously, Leonardo returning as a sporting director for a second time after uh, to replace Antero Enrique, and uh, obviously, the, the future of Neymar remains very much up in the air. Will PSG uh, move him on? Will they keep him? Uh, you know, a number of experienced players coming to the end of their time at the club. Alves and Buffon have already left, as you said. And uh, Herrera, while being, you know, approaching 30 is not exactly a, a young player. It's, uh, it's a fresh face. And it's just a sign of something new beginning again, uh, which PSU really desperately needed. I mean, the way they finished last season was extremely disappointing. They really stumbled across the line and, and they really should have done better, of course, in the Champions League. You touched on their defeat to Herrera's Manchester United team. They have to do better this time. It's been far too many disappointments on the European stage. And uh, I think it's it's a promising start. And uh, now, obviously, we're talking here in early July. Um, Some of us have not even had a summer holiday yet. And, uh, you know, there's still plenty of time for the likes of Leonardo and and those at PSG to reconstruct the squad, bring in more new faces for the season, which starts in about a month's time. And it will be fascinating to see what kind of... uh, look the PSG first team has when the big kickoff comes
0: they have brought in a, a couple of fresh faces already the young defender Mitchell backer from Ajax of course a uh, sort of a, a, a Matthias de Ligt light if you like he's a, a full back in fact uh, backer who will uh, be part of the first team squad and as well as uh, uh, the Polish goalkeeper Martin Bulka but where do you expect them to to try and strengthen now Andy well I
1: think the you know Mentioned at the midfield was the priority. I think, actually, the, the defence is a, a priority as well because, you know, Tiago Silva is not getting any younger. I have to apologise because there are some American fans getting very excited right beside me, head of this Women's World Cup final. But um, Tiago Silva's time is perhaps coming up and uh, PSG do need to plan for his succession. I mean, Matthijs de Ligt, the brilliant young Ajax and Netherlands defender, was one of, one of those who was being linked and it does look at this moment in time like... Juventus is where he's uh, headed for. So they need somebody in the centre of that defence. Maybe not necessarily as a matter of absolute urgency, because, of course, Thiago Silva can still do a job. Team Pembe is still there. But again, it's it's not just about replacing older faces. It's about uh, renewing the cycle as well. And Thiago Silva's time is perhaps coming to an end. So I think the defence has to be the focus. I mean, bringing in a young defender from Ajax uh, from their youth academy is very much one for the future rather than one for uh, the, the present and uh, the, the short term future. It's a much more longer term thing. So I think that's where they need to look. I think, to be honest, it's been, let's be brutally honest here, it's been a poorly constructed squad for a long time. Obviously, they've, they've invested so much money in world-class attackers that they've sort of let themselves go in other areas. And, and they do really need to, to focus on that. And Leonardo, I think, will be looking at the Italian market in the in the weeks to come uh, of the summer transfer window to try to strengthen defensively as well as perhaps uh, even more so in the midfield area.
0: Well, thank you, Andy. Muchas gracias, as they say. I'm going to get back to letting myself go over these uh, summer holidays and you <laughs> can prepare uh, for, uh, for that final game of what has been uh, a long but uh, highly fruitful 2018-19 season, the Women's World Cup final in Lyon today. Enjoy that one and uh, very much enjoy the holiday that comes after it. Thanks a lot.
1: Thanks a lot, Ian, and see you next season.